Ashkenazi and Sephardic Jews represent two distinct subcultures of Judaism. Most American Jews today are Ashkenazi, descended from Jews who immigrated from Germany and Eastern Europe from the mid-1800s to the mid-1900s. Sephardic Jews are the Jews who descended from Spain, Portugal, North Africa, and the Middle East. It is not clear when the split began, but it has existed for more than a thousand years. While the two subcultures share many similar values and beliefs, they live very different histories. In the U.S., we often, if not always, associate Judaism with the Holocaust and the Ashkenazi story. We value learning the stories of Jewish history and Jews experienced oppression in order to avoid repeating history. Yet there's a seemingly unknown story to be told about Sephardic Jewish people and their oppression in Yemen. We somehow neglect, almost entirely, the Sephardic Jews that experienced, and for some are still experiencing, their very own Holocaust. In fear of the Yemeni government finding this tape, the interviewee agreed to share her story only if her identity remained anonymous. For the purposes of her anonymity, we will reference her as Shoshana Shekter. My life's story is very hard, like very difficult because I came here when I was 14 and the reason I came here when I was 14 is I had to escape Yemen because I'm a Jewish girl. This is the story of Shoshana Shekter, a Jewish woman who was raised in and successfully escaped from Yemen about 14 years ago. Um, I was born in Yemen, and the city was Raida. And approximately, I don't know my age. <laughs> they don't have birth. They don't have um, hospitals to give birth. So most of our Jewish community have their grandfather write down the birth certificate, like the birth um, date, the year, not the date. And um, my grandfather passed away when we were very young, like after we were born. So that book got uh, lost. So we really don't know my age, but approximately an that's, you know, around, it's 81, the year, 81. Born in the early 1980s, Shoshana is now about 35 years old. Raida, the city she was raised in, is a large market town in the northwestern region of Yemen. The Jewish market was once held there. Growing up, Shoshana lived with five siblings, along with her parents, her family had their own farm, which allotted them the resources needed to survive. As a farmer's daughter, she spent her days milking cows, walking sheep, and picking eggs from chicken coops. Unfortunately, the majority of her upbringing involved the negativity and hatred that exists within Yemen. While doing her farm chores, for example, she was often verbally and physically abused by Arab men in her neighborhood. In Yemen, there is no rules and no regulations. Everybody could do whatever they want to you as a Jewish people. They abuse you because you are Jewish. Um, 
you're Jewish, so they could do whatever they want. If they decide that you're okay with this, that they, whatever, whatever they decide to do to you, that's perfectly fine for them. So they don't have rules and regulations. It's like whatever they decide to do to you, it's okay. Everything is okay just to do it to a Jewish woman, man. Amongst the abuse faced by Jewish girls, sexual assault was one of the most painful. With her strong character, Shoshana avoided the sexual assault that often occurred to young Jewish women while performing their daily chores. As a result, however, she was often scolded at and beaten by Arab men. You don't have to be, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to be in any situation. In Yemen, you could be just walking down the street. No reason whatsoever. You're walking down the street and you could be beaten up. Suddenly, a stone in your head. If you see, I have here a scar. That's from a 15-year-old Arab um, kid. I didn't do anything. We were sitting and playing um, stones with a few girls and suddenly he came up to me and just took a knife it's a jambia it's like a knife they carry on them all the time and he just came and he smacked me down the two it was one in the back and one in here on my head I was in coma for a week and here you see a major scar and you just don't have to be in any situation. You could be sitting and playing with your friends in your own house and just hate and hate and hate. I straight go into coma and um, I don't know. I just woke up in the hospital. I went to Tsana, the hospital in Tsana. Um, um, most of the time I was in coma, so I don't know anything. Um, that just my mother, uh, when she was sitting in the near my bed, praying that I should come out alive, um, there was a Arab woman that her son was burned and she sat near like it's close you know it's not like here you have your own private room and she told her son I don't understand why they shouldn't they should even take care of this Jewish woman and my mother told me I was on an IV and she went out to the bathroom. She came and the IV was not attached. Every time that she went out and I was alone, it's always something came out or she wants to disconnect me from, you know, the breathing tubes or... And she told my mother straight out, she should die.
If Shoshana's parents had any interest in reporting the boy who slashed her face to authorities or even to his own parents, their lives would be at stake. If you want to be slashed down your throat, you would go to the parents. And if you want to shut up and just keep going, that's what you do. Within two weeks, Shoshana was released from the hospital, healthy enough to go home. As she made clear, her family did not speak to the boy's parents, and she continued her life in Raida, where she was continuously abused verbally and physically. At 13 years old, Shoshana was expected to begin her search for marriage, because Jewish girls in Yemen are safer when married. While her sister, who was about 14 years old, was already married to a man two or three times her age, Shoshana's marriage was delayed due to a sudden family trauma. My father had a car. He's one of the, you know, not everybody had a car. And this Arab guy wanted his car. And my father didn't want to give him his car. Because he, this his car is to take all the little Jewish kids to school, you know, to the private school that they had, and someone else's house. And he just, when my father was filling gas in the gas station, he just spilled the gas on him and let him on fire. And so sorry that happened is uh, is that how he passed away um took him a few months um but uh this is the reason that he passed away in addition to mourning the murder and death of her father shoshana was now faced with the trauma involved in being a jewish widow's child in Yemen, a Jewish child is considered an orphan if one of her parents is dead. And in Yemen, a Jewish orphan belongs to the country. When a parent dies, the children are taken from their home, they are given to a Muslim family, and converted to Islam. They are never to speak to or see their biological family again. As a result, the death of Shoshana's father marked the start of the children's hiding. Unfortunately, not all of the children survived. I have two sisters, like I told you before, two beautiful sisters that were taken away from us. Um, very painful. My sisters were, one of them were 14 and one of them were 12. My mother were home with them and um, she went to the wedding. They knew that she went to a wedding and they just came and picked them up. Have you seen or talked to them since? No, you are not allowed to talk to them. You are not allowed to be in contact with them. Um, unfortunately, you can't have anything to do with them. Afraid to exploit the details of her hiding and of those who helped her, Shoshana refrained from sharing the story of her hiding. 
She spent about a year hiding in a family's home, while an American organization took care of the work needed to get Shoshana and her two younger brothers out of Yemen. In 1995, at age 14, Shoshana successfully escaped Yemen with her brothers. They were flown to New York, where they began their life in the U.S. without their mother. The Jewish community helped me to go to another family, and, um, you know, from house to house, it was the hardest time in my life. And I couldn't talk any other languages, only Arabic and Yemenite. Um, one of the hardest thing is when you come to a country where you can't even say that you want something. Um, you wanted to go to school and you just don't know where because you don't have your... Um, you don't have how to talk. You don't have, you know, it's like the hardest thing. I would think I was born again. I was born when I was 14 years old and I started my life then. While Shoshana was certainly grateful for her newfound freedom in the U.S., the change in lifestyle was a huge culture shock and came with its own set of challenges. Jews in Yemen are not given the right to education. So Shoshana arrived in the U.S. as a 14-year-old who did not know how to write, how to read, how to perform simple mathematics, how to speak English, or anything along those lines. A Jewish community helped me to get into school. I went to a school where um, most of the Syrians um, from Syria, that they run away from Syria, so they have a Jewish community called, uh, it's Flatbush. And there I went to a school where most of the girls spoke um, Arabic, but it's, of course, Syrian Arabic, so it's harder to understand them, and they're harder to understand me too. But I started first grade when I was almost 15. I sat there learning the ABC, the Olive Bays, and uh, it was so hard because girls sitting there, uh, almost 15, and the girls there, they're like, what she's doing here? But I insisted to sit in first grade. Didn't want no private tutor. I wanted to learn the skills, how to read, how to write. There were so many stories that I could say, and there was too many wounds to open. I prefer not to open them now. I want to be a little more stronger to um, to open it. And but there was so many pain that I could just tell you. So many sufferings, so many pains, seeing your family destroyed and. Um, seeing your life just taken away, your identity taken away, your everything, every single thing taken away from you just because you're not a bad person, you didn't do anything bad, 
just because you're a Jew. So it's very hard for me, you know, so like a few times asked questions and I had tears in my eyes. I'm trying to be strong and I tried the hardest that I could to be strong, but it's still, you know, your life was taken away. And I always say, why? It's not fear. Just because I'm Jew, 